0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.
1: The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club.
0: So the final score after extra time at the MCH Arena, Celtic 1, Meachland 2. Celtic lose out 3-2 in aggregate after a particularly weak performance during the extra time. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange. Tonight I'm joined by James. James, your initial thoughts and if you can tell me anyone who gets pass marks, that'd be
1: magic. Can't see anyone getting pass marks uh, from the first 11 or the subs. Didn't see anyone. Um, it's another of these performances that we keep talking about every single year. That we didn't prepare for, but it was just abysmal start to finish.
0: Yeah, from a Celtic point of, point of view, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always get, and that's exactly what it is. Do you know, you get into these games with a wee bit of hope, um, as you always do as a Celtic fan, but there shouldn't be any real surprises that we've ended up with that result. So we will do, first of all, we'll look at the team. So the big talking point pre-match was Bain over Barkas. Just on that one, pre-match, yeah, I think it's the right call, but they're both terrible, aren't they?
1: It's toss-a-coin stuff. We know Barkas is terrible. We know Bain's terrible. So, it's option C, and I mean sign a goalie, uh, and it's taken far too long for that to become the priority that it's always been. Yeah. Um, In terms of the back four,
0: so, as we knew it would be, Ralston, Welsh, Murray, Greg Taylor. If Tommy McIntyre get given that for the B team, he might think twice about playing them. And I don't mean just as an attack on the guys individually, but for us to end up in a situation where there's four of these guys... Just not ready for this level of football. Greg Taylor will never be ready. Uh, Murray might become ready. Question marks over Welsh. And we know that Ralston will never be ready as well. So it's not like we've got these up and coming 18, 19, 20-year-olds with high hopes. And we say, do you know what? If they're old enough, they're good enough. We know these guys aren't good enough. And that's what you've got. And you might get away with slotting one of them in with three other quality performers. Four in together. It's a real mishmash. Beyond them, you've got Sorrow, question marks, McGregor. Brilliant goal, little else. David Turnbull, seriously disappointing. Then up top, you've got Abada, Edward and Christie. I would go back on it and say you might give Abada pass marks for what
1: he done, but withdrawn quite early. What do you think? Yeah, he didn't do anything terribly wrong, Abada, if you're going to give him absolute due. And he was always looking for that um, bit of invention. I would say Abada's going to show James Forrest up for what a winger actually is. And we saw that in 60 minutes when he came on.
0: Yeah, I just will cover this in a wee bit, but the fact that a bad I came off I think too too sharp, I think it was the 59th minute, and then Forrest, including extra time, gets an hour of football there and gives you serious James Forrest stuff. Listen, you know, people will say the stats don't lie. Yes, they do, because James Forrest's stats are exceptional. His medal hall for Celtic is exceptional, but some of the stuff he has given. Has been woeful. So he's
1: he's mentally insecure and harsh as it sounds. He's a coward of a footballer. He had for fifty five minutes of the sixty that he played. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that.
0: So um, as I mentioned, kind of pre match, you know, all talk was about being over Barkas Murray's first competitive start. You were up against what I wouldn't call a hostile crowd by any stretch, but quite a vibrant home support. So I think there was four thousand fans there. But listen, if you play for Celtic, that shouldn't have any impact on you at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, getting into the game, what we seen very early on for me, and you can let me know your thoughts, was a lack of real cutting edge in the final final third. So I think first half was when we played our best stuff, and that's not great praise given what came after. But I think his his guys like Turnbull, McGregor, Christie, definitely Edward. He can go any time for me. Uh when it came to these guys
1: in the final third. They just lacked any sort of cutting edge You can see after five minutes Chelsea were starting to settle into their patterns of play And building from the back Taking it through midfield Every time it got to the front line Anywhere near Edward it fell apart I mean it's an elephant in the room stuff Now he can go tomorrow Even without a replacement He's just stinking the place out And giving us no effort My question on it is I've shown nothing from him In the pre-season matches In the uh, the match last week against Mitchland. And is saying he's he's doing the right things, he's absolutely not doing the right things, he's lazy, he's not shown, he's tired. I mean, he just looks unfit as well, which is just to compound matters. Yeah, there was a stage, I know it was late in the game, but he was,
0: I was going to say chasing back. Chasing's not the right word. He was trotting back and he just looked like he was absolutely blown. Uh, he was nowhere near catching the guy as, he, as the guy broke into your half. So really poor, really disappointing, and sadly it's what we've come used to, from Edward over the last 12 months or so, so yep, yeah, off he goes anytime soon. So, I mean, another thing that puts us under pressure early is the, the yellow card for Stephen Welsh, so it was in a phase of play where actually there's a really good touch by Sorrow, the ball comes out the sky, he chests it to the path of McGregor, clumsy touch, Welsh comes in to try and clear up, slow, and he goes right through the guy, and it's a yellow card, and all of a sudden you've got your most experienced centre half on a yellow card 20 minutes into a game, which... Ultimately, you know, it was one hundred and twenty minutes. That's a long time to be walking the tightrope. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it shows his age there, just a the lack of experience and not staying on his feet. And jockeying the guy, he goes to ground It's a poor, poor chance. There's no complaints about the booking. An experienced guy just doesn't do that. Yeah, agreed. Um, what was also very clear to see was that, and just
0: trying to instil his principles, which is admirable to an extent, but play with the tools you've got. Scott Bain,
1: all these guys try to play ball at the back. I mean, this is ideological in the way that Rodgers did it against PSG and the pepper goes into his. You cannot do that until you get the personnel. You need to find some kind of pragmatism to put a system in place for the admittedly poor personnel that he's been left with. You can't just say, well, that's my system and I'm going to take the doings that I'll get on the way. Ideology is no place in football until you have the personnel. Yeah, I think we'd all love to play like Barcelona 2008, but... If you don't have
0: Xavi, Yester Messi, you can't do it. And Bain is none of those characters. Um, it was clear as well that their manager, Bo Henriksen, had targeted this. He was screaming at his guys to press and again and again. And you could hear it from the sidelines. He had clearly... I mean, don't need to be a genius to identify this as a weakness for Celtic, trying to overplay without the players to do so. And it puts undue pressure on you. i actually seen... For me, Angie's blameless overall for this. But i seen a phase... I think it was maybe first half of extra time... Ben shelled one out the park uh, Lo and behold And I seen Ange gesture to him Get it back in the deck And play ball And as I say It's admirable if that's what you want to do But not if you don't have the guys
1: to do it Yeah Bane's saying I'll play in the ground And I'll lose it for you And then I'm going to get shouted at for that So I might as well get shouted at For not losing the goal Yeah um, Just to go back to Edward briefly
0: So as the first half closed out There were several occasions Where Eric Sviachenko Got in front of him Time after time after time and you're just saying as a front man, particularly, you know, if you're one of the midfielders looking up ahead, go and occupy that guy for me, get in front and give me something to hit. And at times, pace-wise, he made Sviachenko look like a sprinter, which we know he's far from. So, to make a guy that limited look so strong, it tells you Eddie has absolutely done it, Celtic. You know, his heart's not here, his head's not here, and he really does need to move on. But, you know, there's chances there for him to impress- You know, go out on a bang, get us through to the next round... He just
1: did not care He didn't And the mental fitness is just as important As the body fitness And he's not mentally fit to play football for, for anyone Let alone Celtic just now There's a second point to that as well Is The concerns one or two of us had over McGregor Being captain was Lack of vocality, a lack of organisation And you know bringing the team together And running the game within the game There's a lack of in-game coaching there That a strong captain goes up to Edward and says When you're doing that do this, you're going to get a lot more ball, you're going to get a lot more opportunities. I didn't see any of that from McGregor tonight, and that's what I need from my captain.
0: Yeah, I thought it was just very mixed by Edward. You know, there's a couple of touches, there's one he's pulled out of the sky and the, the chance that Forrest eventually had and stuff, but they're few and far between, and you can't have these fleeting moments. You need somebody to put in the tank for the 90, the 120, or whatever else. One thing I would say, um, here's me scraping about for positives, but one thing I would say is, credit where it's due I'm not getting over the top of this, but credit was due to Tony Ralston for yep. what I would say he done was he gave his all within what he has to offer. Now we all know that he's limited, but if every player had done that and gave all, you know, that they have, the then we'd have been in a better place. So I think, you know, listen, he gets all this that going and at times listen, he's quite an honest performer, but at times you know, we know how average he can be. I thought he'd done some things very well, strong in the tackle, was a presence at times going forward. So listen, maybe he's not pass marks but he can at least go into the dressing room just now and and at least show that he cared and and put a bit of pride in his performance. You can go and say I did everything I could there. Yeah. Uh, So going into the second half, got off to the best possible start, Callum McGregor it's as good a goal as you'll see anywhere, it's maybe as good a goal as he scored for Celtic so Connor comes in they've got the first head on it but broke, broke the edge of the box, very cool on the chest and he's just arrowed in it's a brilliant strike And we're cooking with gas and that's 48 minutes in. So where's it all gone so wrong from there? We should be buzzing at that moment, should we not?
1: It's this this mental fragility at the back. If they get any pressure on them, they just, you know, it compounds their fragility. So, yep, we've got the goal. We don't then, you know, go and take control of the game and use that positivity. And use the fact that Michelin have to come out and create space. We just let them come at us. The defence makes a couple of mistakes. And then you can just see they're so nervy that their passing then starts to drop and the out balls start to drop and then it's not getting to the midfield to get to the front three.
0: Yeah, and there's a wee phase of play, so I think we've held the lead for something like 12 minutes or so, whatever. There's a phase of play from around about 60 minutes. Um, You'll remember, I'm sure, where Bain makes the error. Uh, He's screaming for offside, which isn't offside. The guy knocks it across and he kind of falls on the ball and it kind of flops under his body and it was a serious let-off. Despite that, we then break forward and Forrest has that huge chance, two chances at it, actually, the way it fell. And I don't care if he's just on the park or whatever, because, do you know what, some of his fans, maybe myself included at times, have fallen into an excuse culture for some guys. He is an experienced professional footballer. He's deemed fit enough to have taken part tonight. And he's come on and just fluffed these lines twice in quick succession there. I mean, you score that, you're on easy street. You're 2-0, tails are up. They're all at sea and it's a completely different chat at this moment in time. But, I mean, how how seriously frustrating did you find Forrest, or, or do you agree with that?
1: that? That's exactly where the game was lost. If you score that, it's easy to like you say, and you put the game to bed because they're having to come out in serious numbers to try and go at you. Um, I, I've never been a Forrest fan. I think he's one of the luckiest Celtic players that's ever lived. He's, I've said it before, but he's, he's cowardly. He hides Um He's so frustrating. He looks to the negative. He passes back because he doesn't want to take responsibility. And people are rhyme off for stats for me. I don't care. He's not good enough and he's never been good enough. Mm. Um, that's frustrating because Abada shows you a very
0: different approach from a winger. The moment Abada gets it, he's he's light on his feet. He's looking to get outside or inside and make things happen. Abada put on a very good cross actually with his left foot. He tucked inside yeah. to the left, curled one in, edded on a A hop, skip and a jump to try and get it It was pathetic Um, But he just looks like a completely different type of winger And I don't know what the future is for James Forrest at Celtic I really don't Um, In terms of the goal we've lost For me it's Greg Taylor trying to play offside And you can see actually if you watch the replay Taylor kind of does the whole Bends his run to run out the way The guy's well onside and comes in And he's effectively got a free header And it's actually not a brilliant header But he's near enough the goals That it's going to trouble most goalkeepers and that's you at one each, and the whole mood in the camp changed. Obviously, they've got their 4,000 or so fans. The tails are up. And at that point, you're facing an uphill task. But despite that, in the 84th minute, the other big chance of the game for us was that really cutting move where Eddie, I think, pings it out left to Christie, who first time fires it across at the angle to James Forrest. And same same end result again.
1: And Yeah, it was terrible to get the, the touch into Forrest. Yeah. Um, and he's he's just... I don't know if he's not got the awareness of who's around about him but it had to because he came off of the guy that was eventually slid in but he's ponderous there instead of just being sharp on the ball getting his shot in if the goalie makes a save fair enough but the goalie had little chance of making the save hmm. he just if he's on his game there he should be scoring yeah over the piece for us this
0: is three efforts goal if you include the double chance and that one and not one has uh, produced a Troubled save from him. the goalie yeah. so that tells you all you need to know um, <clears throat> just before the just before the whistle They've had a huge chance, I've always been kind of clipped in the back. Over Murray, maybe a couple of other guys could have been there to uh, clean it up, but not. And the guy, Lint, has a, a real chance and it's it's just kind of rolled off his shin. Is it too soon for the Lint roller joke? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so, so as well. Yeah, I'll note that for future shows. Um, but yeah, it was a serious chance and we could have been done and dusted before the, the night was up. So that was maybe a sign of things to come. But they're not even
1: taking any lift from that and saying we get away with that. Right, let's
0: get a grip yeah. of it. I actually thought, going into the extra time, I'd mentioned that, listen, I think Celtic give got a bit of quality here, and in the, the final 30 minutes of extra time, I think will come good. How wrong I was. Um, from Angie's point of view, he only brought on one sub during the 90, obviously Forrest for Abada, and we were talking about ourselves. we're looking at the options. You look down at that subs bench, and who's your inspiration? Tom Rogic, who we seen late later on in the game, terrible. A Yeti, doing a Yeti things. Then it's kids, it's Montgomery, it's, you know, wh- Robertson. whoever else, Robertson, untested. And there's just nothing. And you've got to feel for Ange because I think there's a tweet you read out after the game about he's potentially inherited the worst squad in, in 20 years of Celtic managers. You can't disagree with that at all. That's not been dramatic. That's not been post match upset. That's just the, the, the facts of the
1: matter. That back four and goalie uh, are horrendous. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the last couple of weeks. On the podcast and on the blog, been really, really focusing on the first living and saying, you know, let's work on the, the depth of the squad thereafter. But it's actually screaming how light we are and how threadbare we are because the you manager turns around and says, right, I need fresh heads, I need fresh legs. What have I got? Phew, I've got nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, getting into the, the first half of extra time, a uh, couple of things as well, even right at the start, I think it was 92nd minute, Bane gets the ball at feet again and you know what I think Michael Stewart covered it in commentary sometimes there's just a time to lump it forward and if Ange pulls you up for it just tell him where to go because there's no point in messing about so what he done is he dilly-dallied and ends up giving a throw away right down at the corner a couple of minutes later um, we're 2-1 down it's, Edwards has been pulled for a a free kick I, I, I don't know you mentioned it at the time I don't know how guys are meant to jump Aye. without the arms It's a like pogo stick stuff I don't know how you're meant to Go up otherwise but bit anyway. Of book for it as well. Yeah, but conceded the free kick in a dangerous area. But then their guy smacks it into the wall. danger or initial danger over. We don't react to the second ball, and they've clipped in a kinda of cute kind of over the top yeah. ball. And I think it's David Turnbull is at fault. I think he's done a similar thing to Taylor in the first half. Uh, sorry, for their first goal, and that he's tried to come out and he's just been caught unawares. The fullbacks had a chance to knock it back across, and the strikers had a touch to steady and bang it in. And we're just slow to react to every turn. And again, I, I don't know how much this comes down to or individual mistakes. And he's obviously not had a lot of time to work with it, but you can't respond in
1: that way and not expect to concede goals. Yeah, again, it's, it's coming down to mental sharpness. The second ball, where's the mental sharpness to be right on that? And not to pull him out, he's a young boy, but Murray, not for the second time, not for the first time in, in the game, was caught wrong side when the guy got through and goal. So, you know, where's the, the sharpness of uh, positional awareness? Who's round about you? Where do they need to be? What's the, what phase are when, in? Things like that. So, uh, you know, we obviously need to train the guys in systems, you know, train their bodies, but are we really looking at how mentally sharp they are or are not? Are they feeling the pressure from this you know, new regime that you know they don't want to let the guy down or whatever, but they, they look off
0: it. Yeah, I've asked a question before, what kind of psychology Celtic have in the building, what kind of support players have, not just when times are bad you know, when times are good and create good habits and getting good mindsets, and I wonder how much of that, particularly the younger guys coming through the academy, I wonder do they get that kind of focus, or at least, at least that option if they want it. Um, I feel for guys like Murray because yeah, he struggled tonight, but what else was going to happen given what was around him. You know yeah. that way. It had to be a real superstar to get away with that. So guys like you know, what's it doing for the development of him, Montgomery, you know, any other young lads that are coming into this team because it's a, a real shabby setup just now? You can set them back years. Mm. Yeah, so tough one for those kids. Um Rodic eventually comes on in the nineteenth minute for Sorrow and Sorrow had been out in his feet for a long time at that point. At stages he looked like he was going to trip over
1: the ball every time he got it. It just looked very Sticky, he's unreliable. Um, he can take the ball in, find a great pass, long or short, and then he can take the ball in, be clumsy with it. And by the time he actually gets to look at his pass or look where, he, where his pass might be, you know, there's at least a player right on top of him. Mm. So, you know, he, the defensive mid isn't something I've prioritised in terms of if I'd budget for the team, it'd be left back, right back, goalie, striker now with Eddie, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, that's starting to creep up the agenda in terms of priority because. He's, he's so raw, rationed the challenge, makes bad decisions, and that's going to cost you in the end, and there was, you know, a lot of attacks came from poor sorrow stuff tonight. Yeah, I mean, we've signed three or four guys, but
0: it's clear we need at least double that if we're going to show any serious intent of doing anything anywhere. Um, getting into the second half, so I suppose last row of the dice stuff, Greg Taylor comes off, David Turnbull comes off, Montgomery and Albin Ayet come on, but... They might as well have kept their trackies on for all that they've done, to be honest with you. Um, and, and, I, and I'm not blaming them as such. They've come into a, a near impossible situation. But again, it just highlights the the lack of quality and the lack of depth. Their goalie, they kind of got away with putting Barkas in goal for the second half for all yeah. they had to do. They're, you kind of forgot what he looked like. because. No, he really, second
1: half extra time. Second
0: half. Yeah, the second phase of the whole the whole game. Yeah. Just really untested. And actually, as I say, you always get that wee bit of hope. But you're watching the game knowing they're just running down the clock and we're getting nowhere near it there was frustratingly a chance wouldn't say a big chance but towards the end Montgomery's got the ball in the wide left position I think it was a minute of the two minutes extra had been played and instead of putting it in the mixer to give yourself some sort of chance he tries to cut it back it bounces off himself and goes out the park and maybe maybe that's a good enough place for the night to have ended for Celtic because it just summed everything up now Looking at the the wider uh, picture, um, it cut to Ange several times. Um, I wouldn't say he looked dejected, but he looks like he knows what he's got to deal with. Aye, he looks like a guy with a, a big to do list.
1: Would you agree? Absolutely. And, uh, particularly in the goalie, at one point, you could see right. Okay, well that's not the answer. He was he was just looking, and if you're gonna read his mind, read his his expressions, it was that guy's not the answer. Um, but it's it's all over the team, you know. Um, it's obviously a good thing that he knows. But whatever they thought the budget was for this squad, that's got to get bigger.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Again, I'm scraping about for silver linings here, but at the very least, he can jump on the plane back home with Dom tonight or tomorrow whenever they're travelling and say, you see what I've got going on on here? We can't get away with it. And you know, I would also say that, disappointing as we were tonight, and generally over the two legs, I would fancy my chances... Our squad against theirs. I think that that game, that tie, was there for the taking, despite how limited our squad was. That's the most galling thing. You're a better team than that. Yeah, between Forest chances and the the different half chances at Celtic Park, the the beat on sending send off, you can't deny the impact that's had on this tie. Barca's Barca's you know, error again. Michael Stewart highlights it. Barca's makes that error at a time when Celtic are in the ascendancy and enjoying the tie. And if you manage to see that out, if you eke out a one 0 at Celtic Park you'd have been very, very confident going there tonight. So despite the obvious deficiencies in the squad, you still fear that if not for a bit of, as you say, mental fragility, we could have managed to eke our way out of
1: this tie. Yeah, but you know, personnel's the only thing at play here really because there's if you're going to start a game and there's at least, and I mean at least five guys that don't belong in that first 11, what do you think is going to happen? Mm. Yeah, I used to
0: always say in football if you had... You know, at any given time, you know that a couple of your teammates might have an off day, but you've got to make sure that you have at least eight of your eleven performing as they can. And as we've covered, you know, Ralston gave his best, Abada gave his best, McGregor in spells in the first half, including his goal. But that aside, you're not getting eight, you're getting the opposite. We're getting three guys maybe doing all right, and eight guys really, really struggling. So, I mean, in terms of the bigger picture, again, where do you think that leaves the heads, both in terms of the the players in that dressing room and Ange ahead of Saturday's league opener?
1: In a very bad place, because what's going to change on Saturday? Starfield, right, that's something. Maybe. Right? You know, whether he's ready, he, he's not even met his teammates yet. Yeah, there's, there's talk he's going to pitch him in, and you can see why he would take the option. But then there's a Starfield and Murray, who's had a poor game tonight, you know, and as a young guy. and He seems to you know be quite mentally strong, so let, let's, let's see on that one. But yeah, heads are down. It's a real hard job for any manager to get them g'd up for what's going to be a really tough game on Saturday playing again with four or five guys that don't belong in the first 11. Yeah, and
0: and also playing with guys that haven't played with each other much at all. So you're just throwing in this mishmash of decent footballers, some young, some a bit more experienced, but it's just, I don't know, kind of throwing the dice and seeing what you get, isn't it? Um, Okay, so obviously Saturday is the big one. It's a league opener and I gave you the hypothetical on the show during the week. Uh, If you could pick what one to lose... I'm cutting the answer short, but basically you said it's all about the league this year, so let's let's go go for that. You would never have chosen to perform and to go in the end of a result like tonight, but we've got to look forward and very quickly. Uh, the league is so so important this year, it always is for Celtic, but also with that added prize of Champions League at the end
1: of it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is you know why the manager's in the role; it's his job to then get the best personnel he can in the park and get them suitably motivated to go and win this. I mean, bear in mind. This time last week, or this time a week and a day ago, we're coming off of the Michelin games going, well, you know, there's something there, there's there's a good front six. You're up against a motivated Hearts team at home with fans, but as an attacking uh, set-up, Celtic can go, go and cause a lot of trouble there and score a lot of goals. Who plays up front, I have no idea, because whether Edward goes tomorrow or Friday, he shouldn't be starting on Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a real tough one uh, Maybe as an homage to Craig Levine Seeing as we're going to Tyne Castle, We can just go four six zero, Go for that But yeah, I mean, as I say No overall blame on Angie's inherited a poor squad But there's still work to be done And I'm sure he'd agree with that So he's got to earn his pennies Between now and Saturday in terms of motivating the squad and getting them back on track. So, final score here after extra time at the MCH Arena. Celtic 1, Meachland 2. As mentioned, we lose out 3-2 in aggregate and limp out again at the early stages of Champions League qualification. All eyes now turn to Tynecastle for Saturday next League opener against Hearts. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Sponsored by Ten Ten Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.